Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. You are listening to episode 16, Chakras, Sex, Energy, and DNA Floaters. Yeah, we're going to get into that today, and uh, it's not going to be the most comforting conversation you'll listen to, but it'll be highly interesting, I guarantee you that much. This episode, we've actually pre-recorded back in July for another show, and due to some traveling scheduling with Lisa, we thought we'd stick this one in uh, this week so that we could give Lisa a little break to enjoy her little vacation back home. But we guarantee you that this is going to be an interesting episode, and uh, if you know Michael, then you know he's got some great two cents to add to this discussion. And uh, you will also get to hear Michael's bedroom voice, believe it or not, which is pretty fitting for this topic today. Uh, He had just woken up just before we recorded this. So, oh, everyone, now you know what Michael sounds like when he wakes up in the morning. But, you know, this conversation really is important. And I think... There are some things in here that some of you have never even wondered about. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode and find out what we all had to say. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Nicole? I'm good, Michael. I know know it's really early for you guys. You guys are on the Pacific Coast. (laughs) I'm doing fine. So, let's talk about sex and how that affects us energetically and I kind of wanted to talk about to start it all off with energy cords and what that is so we all have when our soul incarnates into um, our body we have an energetic cord like our cord of life and uh, but we also can create energy cords with people uh, people, things, ideas, thoughts, all that kind of stuff. So we tend to create these emotional cords a lot with the people that we love or care about most, but we can also create these energy cords with strangers. And even if there's someone we haven't even really met yet, we can also interact with them on um, energetic level. Even if you have a loved one who's passed on, uh, like say uh, a dead aunt, uh, you, there's still that energy cord in place between you two. And so when we have these cords, the strength of that cord actually depends on how much energy, time, emotions, thoughts we invest into this person, idea, or thing. And these, I, these cords, they usually attach to the chakra centers that correspond to that particular chakra center that we're most predominantly plugged into with that person, for instance. So for example, Lisa, Michael and I, we are likely having um, a cord attachment between all three of us through our throat chakra, because we communicate a lot with one another through our podcast, uh, through just our friendships. And, um, I mean, if we're just going to think about it just on like more of the aspect of our communication, there's the throat chakra core energy. So when we, um, when we are thinking things or anything like that, uh, that energy cord is transferring that energy back and forth to one another. So for instance, Lisa and I, um, we've kind of had a bit of experience with telepathy with one another, right, Lisa? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and You're I think in my it's head be- all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I think there's like so that would be an example of us sharing um, our information through that energy cord. Um, now, if you have a strong sexual relationship with someone that also creates an energy cord. And that energy cord is usually in the root or sacral chakra, which is our first and second one. And the first one is the red chakra. And the second one is the orange chakra. So these cords keep our energy tied into that person and vice versa, which can affect both parties in many ways that people I don't think fully understand. So when you think about, uh, when you think about people who met someone and they start to fall in love right away, uh, this is one of the reasons is because there's that cord attachment there. We can't tear ourselves away from the other one. We always want to be with them or think about them. Um, but this also explains, I think, for instance, you know, if you've got a friend and you're thinking about them and all of a sudden they just call you on the phone, your phone rings and it's them and you were just talking to them, uh, that, will, that is an indication of you, your thoughts being transferred along the energy cord. Uh, sorry, guys, one of you two is moving your mic around a lot, so I'm just picking up a lot of interference. So I'm just going to ask you to try to minimize that movement. Um, but that's a lot better. So the, the cords, the energy cords that we're talking about, um, are very connective to us and whoever else is out there. So Michael, have you had any experience with this idea of the cords with someone in your life? The way you're describing it, I always looked at it as just chemical reactions happening in your your head and body when you like meet somebody new that you actually like you know it goes through that instant process which cultivates into a relationship and then you just get used to each other and then maybe one day you guys break up that's the way I thought (laughs) (laughs) that is a very basic way of looking at it yes (laughs) dark (laughs) you asked I, and I you told, yeah. You're, are you single, Michael, by chance? Yeah, oh, I just, uh, just how did I, I, that? I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, the way I always looked at it, I literally did look at it like it's just chemistry and hormones going off in your mind and body, which, which is a, which it is, is a sad of way of looking at it. No, but that that's okay. Well, that's part of it. It's not that it isn't part of it. It is one aspect of it. Um, but I think that's. That goes to speak about how often many of us just assume our relationships are more on that physical level of, oh, they're just chemical reactions within our body and not taking it more into like that energetic level. Um, I think of it too is like maybe because I think of like past lives and, you know, your, your soul group and that you've probably, you know, maybe experienced previous lives and connections with that person. No, yes. maybe oh, that's, well, that's why you have a connection to them. No, that's absolutely correct. So let's talk about that. So I, I know for myself, when I was younger, I had a huge uh, infinity, affinity with Egypt. 
and I'd never been to Egypt. I didn't really know much about Egypt, but I just knew that one, I just needed to learn more about Egypt. I really wanted to go there. And um, it wasn't until later on where I did past life regression, where I found out I had some major uh, past lives from Egypt. And it was that energy cord from that lifetime that was still present with me that was allowing me to have that connection. Uh, and then, of course, once I had my Akashic Records read, that's when I found out that Egypt is my origin um, here on the planet. So that, that speaks to that idea of it can happen with places, but also with people. So you've met people in past lives. Yeah, you have that energy cord. So when you just meet them, you feel like you've known them your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I feel like I've, that's been happening to me a lot more where I actually have visions of, you know, I meet people and then I end up having a vision of like a past life with them. Like I just know that I had a past life. Really obvious. Feel such well, a strong connection. Well, let's talk about this idea of energy cords. And for instance, you meet someone, you're crushing on them really hard and you can't stop thinking about them. This person may not even know you exist, um, <laughs> but you, <laughs> you keep sending out your thoughts, which are driven by your feelings. You know, the engine behind our thoughts is our, our, is our feelings. And that person will either be drawn towards you if they like that signal or repelled if they don't like your signal. So like when you, as soon as you start thinking about someone in that way, you're creating that energy cord to that person and they're going to start picking up on your energy, whether they, they may not know that's exactly what they're picking up on, but they're going to feel it. So it kind of, you know, that whole idea of like you meet someone, you maybe you're really interested in them. So you might Facebook stalk them or something like that. Well, this just kind of goes to show that maybe you, sh- you don't want to be that energetic creeper. Um, you know, constantly sending out your thoughts and emotions to that person because it may be repelling them and it may be working against you. Like that's, that's one interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we don't always understand that we can um, really affect how that person um, re- engages with us just by the amount of thoughts or time and emotions that we put into that person just in our daily thinking or anything like that. Um, But, you know, sexual relations amplify these cords greatly. It's one of the strongest binding cords when there's like that sexual relationship. So the more emotionally attached the relationship is, the stronger the cord becomes. So depending on how, um, how evolved the relationship is that will kind of dictate is that cord clean or is that cord kind of being mucked up with crap so for instance if we have a relationship where someone comes in and they're needy and uh, the other person is the one kind of giving to them a lot then they end up draining the energy of the other person. And that ends up creating a lot of resentment and the person may not understand it yet on the physical level, but on the energetic level, they're constantly being drained and they don't know why they're feeling so tired and low and in that lower vibration than they were before they got into this relationship with the person. And so um, that neediness can create that resentment. But if both parties are loving and the energy shared 
um, is both from that loving place, not desiring to take away from one or the other, then the energy on along that cord becomes very nurturing to both parties. So if couples are trying to salvage a relationship, the energy cord needs to be cleaned. And um, in many cases, if this doesn't happen and a breakup occurs, it can be very obvious why someone finds it very difficult to move on from that person or finds that they're still thinking about that person. So do either of you have any instances where you've been in a relationship where you've been the one who's been um, thinking about the other person too much or you've had someone being contacting you all the time they just won't let you go? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I mean, I know what you mean about, like, feeling that person. Like, especially if that person's, like, purposely kind of, like, sending you their energy. You know, when they're thinking about you so much and they're, you know, you break up with someone and one, say you wanted the breakup, but the other person didn't necessarily want it. Um, and they're just sending you like so much energy because they're thinking about you all all the time like I I can feel that like I can like it gets in my head like I'll just start thinking of that person or feeling feeling kind of strange like I know that they're attaching themselves to me like it's overwhelming I, I mean I can sense that yeah I don't know if yeah. like other people like feel that I think mo- for the most part most people probably don't think of it in terms of energy and chakras and cords and and things like that you probably just think oh you know I spent so much time with them I'm you know I'm just thinking about them because you know we spent a lot of time together and you know breakups are hard or or whatever but I don't think you realize that if that other person is you know really you know sad they're really upset and all they're doing is thinking about you um, that that's going to affect you more than if they're able to just kind of move on you know, well, yeah, well, when, they're sending you that energy, and so you're naturally taking on that kind of sadness and, um, like, all that lower vibrational energy is being sent towards you, and you're taking it because of that energy cord. Yes, and, and we don't even I realize. Recently, yeah, and recently I did break up with someone, and I luckily had some help of um, some smart people that know Reiki well and energy cords and things like that that you know, just help me teach me how to detach those from myself and, and send, you know, just send love back to that person, but get them off of me, (laughs) get their energy off of me so that I could, you know, not feel so bogged down by it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Like we don't, you want to send the energy. It's almost like we want to transmute it and send it back with love. (laughs) You can take your energy back and I'm sending it back to you with love. (laughs) You know, and I think that's a good thing maybe to talk about, Nicole, just because, I, I mean, I wasn't aware of even what that meant about transmuting energy. I have been in the practice of getting negative energy off me for years. Just like, you know, no, I can feel it and I kind of like just cleanse my body with my hands and like swoop the negative energy off me. Like, ugh, like, you know, I just don't feel right today. That was not a good situation or being around that person or whatever. And then I just kind of walk away and I've learned that I've left that negative energy kind of lying around for other people to pick up. And I didn't know the importance of transmuting that energy after I got it off of me. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really important to use um, the violet flame of transmutation to transmute that energy. So it's just, and you know, you don't even have to visualize it if you're not a visual person, but it's important that when you're doing any sort of cleansing, and I know we touched on this on a show earlier on, maybe a month or so ago, about, you know, I we've been given the technique of when you're in the shower and allowing the water to imagine it, that it's cleansing and blessing you and washing away the energy. Will you also ask that the energy be transmuted into a higher frequency and you get to choose. So you can say whether it's unconditional love, um, the, you can choose a color ray. You can choose like the color ray of blue, uh, violet, pink for unconditional love, something like that, where at least you're being responsible with the energy that you're getting. So for instance, if we think about it in a concept of our trash, we, we have to throw our trash away. Well, we're, you know, we don't just leave it on the street for someone else to pick up. You know, you want, we, we got we to gotta be responsible with it. And so a lot of us now are using composting and recycling to reduce that. And then eventually our, the other trash goes to a landfill. But what we really want to do is we want to transmute it so that we're not allowing that energy to go to someone else unsuspectingly. Correct? Yeah, like that's what you were talking about, right, Lisa? That's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Michael, how do you feel about all of that? Well, it describes, you guys are like describing like situations that you guys just use different language to describe. For example, like the way I look at this cord being, this energetic cord being attached to someone, I just look at it as called attachment. <laughs> you know, it's like we, you know, we get attached to someone and mm-hmm. even if it's a friend, like I've had more problems keeping friends than girlfriends lately. And, <laughs> and it's not, not, not because I'm an asshole, but I mean, I might be because of that. No, it's more like, um, uh, just weird things in life that happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, all of a sudden I don't have a good friend that I was talking to on a daily basis. And you just miss that attachment. You miss that connection that you used to have. Um, I'm not sure if I ever experienced like receiving energy from another person or uh, a stalking type X. Uh, I'm not sure if, if I've gone through like that, but it, it, that's an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, you just get used to a relationship and you have that tight connection. And when it suddenly goes away, like what breakups happen, it's almost a jolt to your system. It's a jolt to your daily life. And I got to imagine uh, on the energetic uh, spectrum, it's quite a jolt there as well. You know, I'm, just, I'm personally just learning a lot about this stuff. So uh, what you guys describe with, with your terms, I'm like, I have my own way of describing that <laughs> with my more physically limited terms. Well, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, like everything you describe is like, it's not... I just chalk it up to, for example, um, when you go through a breakup, like I just helped my sister go through a breakup and I'm like, you got to get rid of everything. You got to go through what they call he talks or she talks, depending. Meaning like, (laughs) how do you do that? I think we lost him. Michael? I think we lost him. I don't know. I don't know. Did you did you hit mute, Mike? Did you Mike? Uh, did you Mike? Did you mute your mic, Mike? Um, well, okay. Until he comes back on the line, he was 
we'll get to that he talks, she talks kind of thing, because that's interesting. I've actually never heard it called that before. But yeah, um, I. I like the thought, though. I mean, yeah. Helpful. Yeah. Um, Michael, if you can hear us and you're having problems, uh, you can call in on your phone um, to that phone number, 914-205-5468, and I'll bring you back on um, because there might be a connection with your internet connection right now. But until he comes back on, let's talk about having sex with a partner um, and what's happening. So it's really it's really helpful to be aware of the energy that you're exchanging with your sexual partner because lower vibrational, there's a transference of energy when we have sex and uh, it's not just DNA. So lower vibration energy, such as anger, sadness, fear, it tends to manifest itself as headaches, body aches, cloudy thoughts, irritation, um, poor attitude after having sex. So if you're having sex with someone and you start to notice that you're feeling these things, then it's very likely that you took on a lot of their lower vibrations that they were coming into the, coming into the sex with. Um, and you know, you do the quality of sex. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, the sex may have been great. Who knows? But the energy, (laughs) the energy behind it though, could have um, that effect. And it's believe it or not, it's your body telling you that you've picked up on some bad energy and you kind of need to get rid of it now. Um, what, however, on the flip side of that, when high vibration energy um, comes in, it can be exchanged and experienced um, the same way. But uh, you know, it's if it's not clear, then it becomes trapped in areas of the body and it causes imbalance and disease. And this is called energetic debris. And so. You want to you wanna clear this energy um, away. Now, energy can be transferred through oral, physical, and astral sex. So it can either be positive or negative, which is why you, it's important to select your sexual partners carefully, even in the astral realms. Um, and so if you have sex with like an angry, abusive, negative, depressed, anxious, unstable person... Um, who's uh, already in a relationship, then that negative energy gets transferred into you. So it just sits in you and your being, leaving you feeling empty and anxious and unmotivated, sluggish, unloved, and insecure. Um, would after you that- then just start attracting, like, would you expect that if that happened, that you, because you have more negative energy in you, that you're attracting more negative, like, circumstances, like, just things start, like, your life isn't going as well. Like, things just kind of, you know, start happening that are more negative and in line with that new negative lower vibration. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, I just brought you back on, by the way. Yeah, sorry about that. I was just, I had an an awesome speech going on for minutes and then I realized I know we totally missed it so okay let's (laughs) we were just I'm gonna was talking about the importance of um you know trans the energy transference that happens to us um during intercourse and how that affects us afterwards and that it can happen on like the physical or astral plane um and how like you just have that toxic energy sitting in you from that person. And um, we're just talking about how 
it can then affect your choices down the road in life, just in your day-to-day activities and how like, you know, if you're feeling like this anxious or depressed feeling that this person's kind of left in you, then that's kind of going to get filtered into all of your day-to-day activities. So now like, it's not just that moment that affected you. It's being transferred into a lot more of your life. Yeah. I can understand but, that. Yeah. But okay. So let's get back to your, he talks, she talks. Oh yeah. So you did hear that. Yeah, yeah I mean, at least that's, I've never like, heard that term before. You've never heard of that? Oh, yeah. No. You have, go through, you have to go through what I call he talks, she talks after a breakup. Like, I never understood why people, like, get super obsessive of their ex, even if they're the one that got broken up with, uh, and stalk them, and, you know, and, you know, even if it's just Facebook stalking, uh, and keeping all these pictures, and, like, it just it just always bugged me as a, as a friend of theirs, or if I just knew it, like if it was happening to like one of my family members or even myself. And for example, myself, if this is going to sound cold, but it's like, I break up with you. It's done. It's like, I get rid of pretty much all your evidence of your, your <laughs> existence in my life. You know, I'm not going to hold on to an old, I'm not going to hold on to an old t-shirt. Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to get rid of all the pictures on the phone just because unless for some reason, there's a reason why I need your picture. It's, it's gone. So it's like, that's the way I go through what I call she talks, you know, getting, getting rid of that. Like I never understood people that were in a very long term relationship, uh, that somehow, claim they were friends afterwards. It's usually never the case. Usually it's one person that doesn't have enough energy or, or, or whatever to remove another person completely out of their life. So they kind of let him or her hang along as this, you know, friend, quote unquote. And, uh, and that just elongates the process in my opinion. So we even kind of like cutting each other. Yeah. We can be kind of cutting (laughs) each other off. No, it doesn't. And so, How like, I, I, I just, try. It just doesn't work. I just had that experience with my sister. I'm like, you gotta get rid of it, and she wouldn't. And like, the, like she was in Grand Cayman with me. Like the first night, I was trying to convince her to get rid of the pictures. You shouldn't be Facebook friends with them because she was like wound up from this guy. She was. It was negative too. This was not positive. It wasn't like, oh, he's a good guy and they had a misunderstanding. No, he was an ass and he needed to go. Uh, and she just couldn't see it. So eventually, though, she she. She like was so proudly like texted me like after she got back from her, the vacation, she's like, I got rid of him. I got rid of all the uh, of all the pictures, and he's not my Facebook friend. I'm like, congratulations. You know, <laughs> but I think well, we just subliminally know that that we have a connection yeah. that we just need to find a way to disconnect. Well, I think I think there's definitely some validity to everything that you're saying, and I think it's important to practice that form of detachment. But I think once you're truly detached, then I think it is possible to become friends with that person because I have that in my life. So um, I guess the, the most meaningful last relationship I had with a man, um, you know, it, it was not the greatest relationship towards the last half of the relationship. Uh, there was a lot of, um, there, there was a lot of. I'm going to tell uh, you, Nikki. Almost all relationships, the second half is usually not as good. As yeah, no, this half. is true. This is very true. This is very true. But there was, it was very just destructive. Let's just put it that way. And, um, but, and, and when we finally broke up, we were still friends, but we realized that in order for us to really focus on one another and just kind of clean up our own side 
and move on in a healthier way, we needed to take time away from one another because even we tried it maybe four or five months, we would try to become friends again. And I just realized he was still putting his stuff on me. You know, he was still blaming me for certain things or, and I was kind of taking it, like I was the caretaker in, in the relationship. And so I was easily taking on that. Now, when we finally said, I finally had to say, you know what, um, no more. And I need you to give me space and we can't talk for a while. And I don't know how long that while is going to be, but we do. And I had to just put up my boundaries and so, yeah, like I did need to create that detachment from it. But after a certain amount of time had passed and I had completely cleared my stuff, he had cleared his stuff. And we are now able to still be really good friends and can communicate with one another without any of that other stuff coming into it. So I think it's possible, but I don't think it's one of those things that just happens overnight. And I think it depends on the conscious awareness of each individual and where they're at in their lives and what they are trying to bring into their own lives. So it's not... I don't think it's like a simple yes or no kind of answer. There's always like different layers to it, but I think detachment, there's something to be said for that. Like you definitely want to kind of clear it out and clean up your own side so that you know, you're, you're good on your end. And then like you were saying, period. Right. Yeah. And then the opposite can happen too, where you are kind of interested. This is what going along with something else you said, you're kind of interested in somebody. Uh, you show them a little bit of attention and all of a sudden they become smothering obsessive with you and it, it's a complete turn off to you. And you're like, yeah. you go, you're like, you're going in the opposite direction. You're like, okay, I thought I was, but no, this is a little bit too strong. So I'm going completely the opposite. Well, because now they're neat. Their energy is coming off as needy and desperate and that's not attractive mm-hmm. to anyone. No, really? No. That's why so, when you like someone, you ignore them. <laughs> you don't <Yes>. ignore them. <laughs> oh, Lisa speaks the truth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just pretend you're I, I've been ignoring. I've been ignoring so many girls in my life. <laughs> I try. When, when, one of these days, it's gonna work. It's gonna, all the chickens are gonna come home to roost. I'm like, oh, I remember ignoring you. Yeah, that's right. I think if it's meant to be, it'll be, and if it's not, then it'll find ways to self-destruct itself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just to kind of tie up energy cords then, um, so if you're constantly having sexual interactions with toxic people um, and you're not cleansing your energy on a regular basis, then physical illness can actually occur due to your chakras being blocked with stagnant negative energy. And so it's important for us to kind of keep that in mind that unless the individual we're, we're choosing to have sex with cleanses their energy on a regular basis, then we're constantly going to be taking on that. We're going to become a basin of unhealthy, toxic energy. Uh, and, and I know like then it comes into the reality of like, well, who's actually cleaning their energy? Like who out there, like, am I going to find a guy who's actually in the process of cleansing his energy? And I think it just comes to the point where, you know, it depends on where you're vibrating at, uh, if you're, what you're attracting into your life, because like attracts like. So there's a good chance that if you are attracting toxic people into your life, there probably is something within you that you're needing to clean up yourself. So always using that mirror um, to, to go within and self-reflect. But since we just kind of brought up chakras, I kind of want to talk about chakras and sex and how the energy of the chakras is affected within um, the sexual encounter. 
So um, let's talk about the first one. Yeah. So (laughs) the first one is the red ray, which is our root chakra. And that's like the first energy transfer that happens. And that only has to do with the reproductive system. So when we think about people who are trying to have a baby and nothing is happening, there's a lot of frustration that occurs. And eventually what happens is it becomes this mechanical act. Like there's no emotions left in it. It's simply just scheduling sex in to try and reproduce to have a baby. And I feel like this may be one of the reasons why people only focus on this part and then they struggle because you hear the stories like when they stop trying spontaneously, it can happen after they've given up trying, so to speak. So that red ray of energy is that um, survival energy. It's the, um, and it's just about the reproductive system and the organs. And so um, that is the energy of the sex in that way. So if you have two people who are only coming into sex and bringing in only that energy, uh, then that I think is when people may start to have some difficulties getting pregnant if that's what they're trying to do. Does that make any sense to you guys, or does that not sound? Did well? Did you say it was the root chakra or the sacral chakra? Did you? No, say? the root. The root chakra. The root chakra. The so, the sacral chakra is the orange one, which is the next one I was going to talk about. I mean, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, as far as energy and you know, clearing things, and that's always been the advice. Like any mother or grandmother will give their child when they can't you know the child can't get pregnant or is trying to it's always just like stop trying just but I think that that's true with almost anything in life like when when you try too hard you're you're pushing almost against it it's like you know vision boards and stuff they say you have to look at them and then just kind of forget about them like you're not trying to push so much energy control it. it you actually control it and push it away from you you just have to have faith and you have to let go and you have to have that sense of knowing, you know, that it's already done. It already happened. I don't have to try anymore. You know, just mm-hmm. I forget about it and everything's going to work out. So, you know, whether you're trying to get pregnant or whatever it is that you're trying to do, I think it's important to let go. Yeah. So, so. the the next one is the um, the orange and the yellow rays for sex. And that's your sacral chakra and your solar plexus. And um, these happen to do with our sexual desires and our sexual appetites. So if you only have, so let's just create create experience here. If you only have one of the people um, having sex is connecting through these chakra centers and energy rays, then there's going to create a block in the energy. Um, Because, the love love happens from the fourth ray, which is the green ray, which is the heart chakra, right? Which is just above the solar plexus. And um, so when you have this blockage created where someone's only coming into sex from that energy place, like that's the energy they're giving. It's just all about sex and the animal primal kind of desire. Then, um, then there's just this never ending appetite for desire created, And when these two energy rays are exchanged, then it becomes polarized towards the negative, where one is being seen as an object and not another self. 
and the other is seeing itself as like the plunderer or the master of the situation. So i.e. one is the submissive and uh, one is the dominant. So I think we all know what movie that speaks to. <laughs> I mean, we've all heard of the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, this, that is an exact example of the sexual energy exchange between the orange and yellow rays. So, uh, Michael. I've actually never wanna... seen that movie. Oh yeah, Michael, I'm, I'm a bit confused too because I've never seen that movie. No. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I thought <laughs> it was a porn for girls. I didn't know what it was. Oh okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of a good thing that you never seen it. I mean, it's really, <laughs> it's really not a great movie. But um, I've heard that. I didn't want to fill my head with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had a friend. So, I had a friend who told me it's like the best love story she ever watched. I'm like, what? I thought it was oh, like, well. you know, <laughs> yeah. But she's also the one that's also trying to convince me. Yeah, she also tries to convince me to have open random sex with anybody that walks through the door. And like, no, not about that. But she is, and so be it. Yeah. So then that see the next so that goes to speak why she likes that movie so much because that's where her mm-hmm. energy is, right? That's where mm-hmm. she wants to give mm-hmm. her energy and receive her energy. And uh, that is definitely not the energy centers where love is created. So they're lower vibrational. They keep us more in the ego. And um, that's one of the uh, effects that happen when we're having sex. So when you're having sex, you kind of want to be aware of, like, where's my energy coming from? Is it just about this primal need? Or am I coming at it from a place of love? Which is, it's a sacred union. Um, And I think a lot of people and just, in how we're being told what sex is, it's, it's not honored in the way that I think it's supposed to be. So when you, when you move up from that and you do have a couple sharing energy from that fourth ray, the green ray, uh, two things can happen. So one, if they're both sharing this energy, then the experience of the energy will be physically revitalizing to the bodies because the energy is being drawn up from the roots of their beingness through their energy centers. And the energy also creates this inspiration to the mind, body, spirit complex. So it enhances like intuitive natures. So you're really starting to enhance one another in that way when you're both coming in from the, um, the green ray, the love chakra. Uh, Now, if this energy transfer becomes blocked, if one or both people have a fear of possession. So of being possessed or desiring possession or desiring being possessed, which is interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Desire of being possessed? Yeah. 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 Hmm. So like you're someone else's object. Uh, or you want someone to be your object of desire. That's probably more typical than we think. I mean, yeah. you say that out loud, and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I, there's a lot of men that want that and women, both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what happens when um, one or both parties involved are not coming from that green ray. And so if one is, then it creates a block. And if both parties are, then obviously it definitely creates a block. So um, the, other, the other option is that can happen is um, uh, the other 
person is offering the green ray energy and the other is not offering that energy of universal love, it creates that blockage of energy um, for one. And it, then it makes this, it creates like this frustration um, or appetite. So the green ray that the person was bringing in gets polarized towards service to others. So it gets pulled down more a little bit into the negative. So now it's about helping the other person, um, which that person has become is the person who came in uh, without the green ray is like the needy person. And the other person coming in is kind of like the one who wants to help and like fix the person. So then now like your energy is getting pulled in and it's no longer from that, um, that green ray. So that I thought was really interesting. Michael, you have any thoughts on the, uh, no, the, 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 the well, skeptic over there? Yeah. Okay, I mean, go. the way, the way, the, again, you're, you're using different terms of things I described. Either you have a connection with the person or not. Either it was purely physical or not, or it was mental. You know, girls and guys talk about this all the time. Uh, either you have a mental connection. We use that term a lot. You have a mental connection with the person or not. And, but like, yeah, the pure physicality, I really think it's a huge negative uh, in people's lives to have that just pure, purely physical. That's the only thing they want to keep doing on a you know daily basis or relationship basis where they have like a, a new person every weekend kind of business. And I never could figure out, I, maybe it's the way I was growing up, but like when I see people into that life, I'm like, I'm, why, am I, why, why would you want that? Um, I like the idea of having a much more in-depth connection before going down that road. But some people skip over that and start with what I guess the orange chakra, start with the orange chakra thinking that's their way into the green chakra eventually. <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, face it, that's how a lot of relationships start on, uh, you know, I think they said even like 30% of one night stands turn into a relationship and it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting way to hear you guys, the way you describe these things that I'm like, well, it's like almost like we humanly, we know that this is going on. We just don't have those terms that you guys are talking about. To describe well, I think, yeah, I think people mistake, you know, obviously people mistake sex with love and they think that that's, you know, the way to get <clears throat> close with someone and to show their love is like through, through sex. So I mean, that's all we teach, though, when we're young, in a way. Like, when uh, you should be able to have a non-sexual relationship with someone and be, you know, feel just as close to them and then, you know, incorporate that into it. But we generally start there. You know, we start with the sex. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, so what happens is you end up having sex with someone who you think is great and you get to know them and you're like, Oh, they're not who I thought they were. And now you've got all these energy cord attachments attached and they're sending you all their crap and it's kind of bringing you down. And, you know, in return, you're probably sending back crap back to them as well. not knowing it, you know, uh, and that's how the relationship just goes downhill real fast. And it's hard to um, recover from that. Uh, it takes a lot of work. Um, so, it's understanding that there's, it's not just, I think when we think about our physical relationships that we think about 
just in how we're spending time with that one another and any communication that's going on, whether it's phone conversations, texts, you know, uh, but we don't think about all the space and time in between when we're not with that person. And, you know, how is that affecting me or how am I affecting them? And if you're in a negative space, even though you're not physically in the same room as that person, it's affecting you. So you really want to be careful about who you choose to be having sex with because the sexual energy cord is such a strong cord created. It's, it's one of the hardest cords to cut. So if we talk about, um, if we talk about that, like cutting, how do we, how do we, how do we clear our energy space? How do we clear our energy field of these attachments so that they're not affecting us? And one of the things that we're taught is through cord cutting. And I know that I've used cord cutting in the past, not just with um, romantic relationships, but with other relationships, um, friends, family that weren't, that were creating this constant exchange of lower vibrational energy. And I, I had a cord cutting ceremony on the beach with a friend of mine uh, for me and one of my family members. Uh, and ever since I did that cord cutting uh, ceremony, our relationship just went into a completely healthier direction. So it's important for us to know that we can, it only takes one person to cut the energy cord. Like you don't need both parties to be cutting it in order for it to be severed. But uh, I know that, um, you know, I don't know if Michael, if you've heard of this, but um, Lisa and I both use Archangel Michael's sword to do energy cutting, cord cutting. Right, Lisa? You've used it? Yeah, I have. Sometimes yeah. Yeah, over and over and over and over. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's true. And that's Daily, why. You, like, yeah. You do. But eventually it works if you stay on it. Yeah, some people but. will be easier than others to cut cords between because the relationship hasn't been that um, substantiated. But when it's someone, when it's with someone who you spent a lot of time, a lot of emotion, a, like you've invested a lot into that person, then it becomes a lot harder to cut. And they say that the sexual cords are the hardest ones to cut. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially if your relationship was mainly sexual, like you know, then it makes it even harder. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Have you heard of that, Michael? Like using Archangel Michael's sword? Because I know you no, know never. Archangel Michael. Yeah. Tell us how to do no, it. I thought I thought he was too busy, like, you know, warding off demons, let alone cutting off my sex cords. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to to use Archangel Michael's sword, it's the blue flame sword. And uh, you just envision holding the sword and see your energy field if you can. And you take the sword and you just cut through all cords around you, all energy cord attachments that are no longer serving you, that are not for your highest good. And you just take it around your whole body. So going through like the front of you, through the back of you, the side of you, above you, below you. And um, you can just visualize it in your mind. You can do it actually with your hands if you're kind of someone who likes to just move around more. Um, but it's basically asking Archangel Michael to assist you with his um, blue, the sword, the blue flame sword, to cut any energy cords that are no longer serving you or to your highest good and ask that they be um, cut and severed. 
um, permanently so that you're no longer taking on the unwanted energy from other sources. And sending that love back to them, I think, is also really important, not just severing it and leaving it yeah, there. Yeah, you're, but severing, it, you're was... severing it with the highest purpose. So it's, it's, in a loving, it's in a loving way. It's not like when you think about in war, like you're trying to cut something, but it's, it's done in the most loving way because it also is good for them. Right. When you cut the cord, it means that your energy is no longer going to them. So if you had a bad day, you're no longer sending them energy, you know, so it is a very loving act to do. Yeah. And I was also taught to like, you know, you can kind of go one step further and like even wrap that person in, you know, whatever color light you choose, whether it be indigo or green or white or rainbow light and just kind of wrap them up in it. And then like you can visualize putting that person, say, on a boat or in a slingshot or, you know, in a balloon or something and just like pushing them away from you and back to like, you know, push them to God or push them just away with love and, you know, gratitude and all that just so that you make it a happy thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. that it, it feels good. You're not. I, I agree. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Carolyn. Her friend Carolyn taught me that. She's like, just wrap them up in like a, a little blue burrito light and <laughs> slingshot them out into the, the stars or something, you know. So, especially if well, you just really feel that. I, I mean, I can, you do feel that if you pay attention to how you're feeling, which I think most of us don't, and we assume how we feel is from outside circumstances, like things happening to us on a daily mm-hmm. basis. I've I've noticed that now I try to pay attention to like, why don't I feel right today? Like what is going on? Like, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, what happened to me necessarily today, but what type of energy is on me that is making me feel kind of funky and then taking the time to just cleanse that energy or maybe it's a cord that needs to be cut again or something like that. And then just taking a few moments to think about that and, stabilize your energy and it if you really pay attention to that and do those things it does make a big difference in how you feel throughout the day Uh, definitely that was yeah no that was great thank you for sharing all of that it's so important for us to be in tune with what we're feeling on a day-to-day basis and um taking our responsibility for those feelings because Although it may seem like it's coming from outside circumstances, we are in total control of the way we feel um, to a certain degree. You know, obviously with these energy cords, there's stuff coming in, but so then you have to be responsible. Like, oh, okay, do I really want to be, uh, do I really want to be attached to this person or be thinking about this person um, and, and having them affect me this way? Or am, am I doing the same thing to them? So it's just about being responsible with your energy, I guess. Uh, but, you yeah. know, even, yeah, speaking to um, the, the this idea of where our energy is coming from, is it coming in from in our lower chakra system or the, the, the heart and above in the higher ones? You know, this is one of the reasons why Tiffany suggests to all of us to do the breath of life, uh, because it assists our energy in resonating from that higher heart chakra into like the throat, uh, the, the third eye and the crown and above. Uh, and so when we 
are not conscious, then we start to fall into those lower chakras. So that breath of life that we've suggested, that assists you in keeping your frequency and energy up in the heart and above, which is kind of where we want to keep those ones really open. And I mean, we want to keep all our energy centers open and in balance, but where our energy is kind of really coming from, that's the place that we really want to come from. So um, I know like Tiffany had put out an article this week on Facebook and it was a, um, it was about the DNA that is found in the female brain that belongs to men. (laughs) That article blew my mind. So you read it. I did read it. Okay. Michael, did you read it or have you seen it? Oh yeah. I I read it and just kind of discussed (laughs) it afterwards. So let's just do a little quick talk about that uh, because, and then we'll go into the discussion, but from what I understand, they're finding these, um, they were doing a study on fertility in women and it kind of went, took a different turn because they started finding things that they weren't expecting to find. And one of the things was finding the Y chromosome floating around in the female brain. And uh, as we know, like the women don't have the Y chromosome. So uh, how did it get there? And uh, it's not from giving birth to um, a boy if you're a female who's given birth to a boy, which is one of the questions that they brought up because some of the women that they found this in had never been pregnant before, let alone had um, uh, been, had a, a baby boy being um, birthed from them. So it's the obvious answer then becomes sex. And so they're finding now this proof that this, the male DNA that we have sex like people that we have sex with now stays within our DNA. And that's pretty, and that's crazy. So, and, and I know that the reason why they're saying it's in the female brain and not the male brain is because they can't, they, I don't think they found a way to determine if the female chromosome is in there because the men have the X chromosome in, the, in their DNA. So they're not sure yet how to determine if the women has left her DNA, but I guarantee you that that is happening as well. So it goes both ways. It's in both men and women. So well, whoever you're um, sharing yourself intimately with in a sexual way, you ne- I think about every partner you've ever had, their DNA is in you, floating around. <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> can that can we, yeah, let's talk about that. Can, can we use energy clearing to get rid of that? Well, um, I don't know. See, this is where like Tiffany would be really great to come in. Now, I know that Tiffany does DNA clearing. So she goes into the cells and she clears that out. So um, the, it is possible to get your DNA cleared. Uh, I think that's why you now starting to see more DNA um, healers coming up. And, but, and she obviously does that energetically. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes to that that she can clear that. I, I believe that to be true. In fact, when she did work on me, I think she talked about that, just, you know, clearing, clearing me of any prior relationships and DNA and all that. So. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Michael. Happy. Yeah. So Michael. Fresh. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> I feel really good. I feel like, I feel like I've been given a clean slate. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need some help from Tiffany on that one. <laughs> yeah. So what were your thoughts on it, Michael, when you read the article? 
Oh, it was definitely creepy. It might explain why there's so many damn genders out there, though. Well, that's an interesting like take on it. <laughs> we, no, meaning like all the genders that we have nowadays. I think Facebook has 60-some-odd genders that you can pick oh, from. Oh, gosh. You I know. That. Uh, before, I don't even get that. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, well, it, well I, <laughs> I'm so happy you don't get it because not a lot of people get it. Um, <laughs> I was making a joke, though, since we have extra chromosomes running around from past relationships that perhaps it changes our gender. And that's why there's so many genders nowadays. But <laughs> you think it's, I mean, you're a scientist. So no, I'm completely have, joking. I know you <laughs> I do not think there's an I'm actual theory. Saying, if there's actual <laughs> DNA in you or Y chromosomes from a guy that you've had sex with, when you reproduce, is that, like, could that affect, like, your children and their DNA? That's a really good question. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, yeah, I would I mean, imagine, what, I'd I'd imagine that that would be the case. Yeah, I would imagine well, that that would like be the case. You always hear about, like, you know, those moms that have a really negative pregnancy or just they're just negative and, like, their kid just grows up negative. And do you wonder if it's from before or if it's just how they grew up under, you know, the negativeness of the mom? You never know which came first. Yeah. Well, I know that I know that when I know that when um, a mother is pregnant, that she will um, naturally uh, obviously there's a cord that's created between the baby and the mother, and her energy does get put into the child, and the child because they're such a pure source of love, they haven't been. they haven't had the incarnated uh, issues that you get later on as you grow up, that they are just the purest source of love at that point. And so all they want to do is help and take on that energy from the mother. And so they take it on, they take it on. And uh, it's not until later in life after the child is born and the child starts to grow up that now there's, if that was a continued process where that didn't stop, then all of a sudden the child's starting to feel resentful towards the mother and not even knowing why but this can also happen with like the father as well like it's it's i mean obviously the 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 deepest connection from pregnancy is between the mother and the baby but this also does happen with the father and child as well but um it's because the the children with the babies when they're born they're just of that pure source love and so they're unconditional they're they're it's not about um giving to receiving it's just that natural, like, I'm just going to give to you unconditionally. And so they take on that energy from their parents. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. at some point, I mean, I wonder if that has anything to do with, you know, adolescence and, you know, just how teenagers start pushing their parents away. It's like, are they trying to like get that energy off of them to become their own person? Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's very healthy for children to start um, understanding their boundaries and start saying no um, sometimes, you know, like it's, it's because they're starting to understand that uh, maybe this isn't the energy that they want to take on uh, on a very high conscious level. And is energy with energy clearing like and cord cutting work in those circumstances for kids? Yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. For teenagers, like, like, you know, maybe you need to sever those energy cords from your parents. Like, I don't know if you could completely because you're still, you know, close to them. But I, It depends, though. Even if you have good parents, you still might feel very rebellious in your teenage years. It's not like you really want to sever 
um, your cords from your parents just because you're going through teenage rebellion. It might be just a process in life, you know, because like you and I went through a rebellious stage along with many of my brothers and sisters, but we like, we thought our parents were great and did a good job of raising us. So it's like, I think it, it may not be a cord that you necessarily need to cut unless it's like toxic. Well, I think it's, it's, you won't want to clean it up. And sometimes severing it first is the best thing to do. And then the cord can attach again. You can choose to reattach okay. it. Right. And, and now uh, you've got a clean cord. Um, and, and you're not, you're not working with all that toxic crap still on it. I don't think it necessarily has to do with being good parents or bad parents either. I think that, I mean, uh, my ex-husband and I think we're great parents and we really, you know, loved our children and, and did a good job raising them, but we may also have brought some negative energy from just maybe our childhood or negative things that have happened to us in our energy fields, you know, that maybe the kids picked up on, you know, not necessarily because of anything we did or didn't do as a parent, but just as a, as an energy field, feeling that negativity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So I yeah. think that that would be important to just say, Hey, you know, I've been loving you unconditionally here, but you've got kind of a lot of crap on you. <laughs> I don't want to be a to you anymore. I got some conditions. <laughs> I mean, not that you did anything wrong as a mother, but you know. No. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we always have to remember that stuff's passed down to us generationally. And so um, everyone's doing the best that they know how to, given their certain circumstances and where they're at. And so we have to always honor that. And it may not be what's great for us, but it's not something that maybe they're even aware that they're doing or um, want to do, it requires a certain level of awareness. And so we always have to keep that in mind and have compassion, have compassion for one another and everything that we've all gone through in our lives and what's been passed down through us through generations of our own DNA. So I think it's always important to remember that. But, you know, when, when you want to clean up your own energy, though, there's, there, it's a very loving act, though, to, to clear that out, to clear your energy field, to cut cords that need to be cut it doesn't mean that you can't still have another cord with that person. Um, you just want to cut it so that you cut the toxic one and then reattach a much cleaner one that um, can do it. Because, you know, this happened with one of my family members, and now we have a much healthier relationship. And uh, the stuff that used to be sent to me is not sent to me anymore. And, and so it was really interesting for me to observe that actually happening. So I, I've seen it happen with an actual person that I care very much about. And as a result, our relationship has grown tremendously in a very positive way and healthy way. So did you, do you just do that one time? Like you just, I I did that only one time. Now I also know that, you know, with some of my work with like Tiffany, um, she's gone in and she said I had a ton of attachments, you know, now I don't know where all of them come from, but I know that because of me being a therapist, I took on a lot of people's energy um, as a massage therapist and I know I've done well over 10,000 massages in my lifetime. So I can only imagine that, you know, part of that has to do with the people that we come in contact with and certain clients of mine would be regular clients. So I'd see them on a very consistent basis and they would open up to me about their problems and uh, I would take on that energy and try to help them because I didn't know then how to um, be uh, what's it called? I didn't know how to be, empathic towards them 
without taking on their energy. Right. I thought I had to take it on as well, but that's not empathy. So um, empathy is being able to be there for the person without taking it on as well. And that's another way of like something that you can do on a regular basis to protect your energy fields that Mm -hmm. I never, I only recently have learned about and feel it has definitely helped me because I'm the same way. Like I just take on people's energy or even going out into a crowd before I go out to where I know there's going to be a lot of people around or interacting with people that, you know, I don't know that I make sure that I'm protecting myself more and that I'm consciously not taking on the energy of the people around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, it seems to be working. I feel, I feel better. And I'm, I've been more because I think about that stuff and I've been, you know, taught it recently and more aware of it. I am paying attention to how I feel like yesterday. I didn't feel quite right. And I was, I just, I knew it had to do with energy. I'm on vacation and I've been going to a lot of different places and crowds and been in, you know, maybe around people whose energy isn't that high. And, and I just really felt like, Oh, I need to get some of this, negative lower vibration off of me and I just kept visualizing that and working on that yesterday and you know by the afternoon I just started to feel normal again so yeah I think it's important it definitely works it does it does work it's you Mm -hmm. know and I know for some people it sounds like maybe to you Michael it sounds a little crazy um you're like, no, you just felt that way because you hadn't eaten breakfast yet or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing about science. You can always chalk it up like, oh, you got low blood sugar. Of course, you're going to be cranky or what yeah. I've dubbed as hangry, hangry. you know, exactly. when you're, or, or you're angry because you're hungry. Went the wrong right. way or something. You know, there's right. always a reason. But I think that what what I what I'm learning is, though, OK, say your Uber driver did go the wrong way or he came late or I don't know, something those things are more of uh, an effect than a cause of how you're feeling. So like, you know, the, the original cause was the negative energy that you're carrying around, which started to show itself in things not going right in your day rather than things not going right in your day or the reason that you don't feel right. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from you guys, if you want to just think about that for like the last say a couple of months, is you've really taught me how to just on the outside level see people as either more positive or as more negative. And when you see people more in that light, you really do choose, become a better person or better at choosing the type of people you want to be with or hang out with. And I think recognizing, I wish I learned that early on in my life. I probably could have saved myself from a lot of bad things. Um, But like if you just know like have a sense of people's energy as either positive or negative, it'll probably lead you into a much better path if you keep going down the positive way. Yeah. Well, I think also it's more, it's not about so much people being positive or negative, but um, more higher vibration versus lower vibration. And of course to me, that's the, those are the words that I use though. When you guys describe higher vibration, lower vibration, like positive versus negative. So maybe, yeah, your words are probably better. And, and also, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that uh, that the lower vibrational or negative people are less than you. It's that you are choosing to vibrate. You want to vibrate at a certain frequency, right? A more, I guess, a more positive frequency. 
And those people, whether they believe it or not, are choosing to vibrate at a lower frequency. And that's not what you want. So you're choosing to surround yourself with people that will. Right. Um, no, I mean, I, I've been, yeah. I, I'm sure I've been that negative person myself in my life many times. And I'm sure other people have saw it and recognized it as well. And so it also helps me make sure I try to stay in, you know, you guys say higher vibrational. I just say positive, you know, try to, you know, and, and which makes me curious on, okay, all the little things that you guys do on the side to keep your vibrations up. Uh, and that's very curious to learn about those things too. So it's kind of interesting to see both of you these past few months. Well, I'm I glad helps with I don't know if that helps with my <laughs> sex life. <laughs> but personally, I'm fine. <laughs> not helping your sex life? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm not sure if this whole last episode is going to help my sex life, but it's very interesting. <laughs> well, well let's stay tuned for that. We'll check in with you a few months down <laughs> yeah, the road. <laughs> yeah, a few years. Yeah, sure. Give me that. Okay, okay we'll give you a few years. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> Well, that was pretty good. I think we touched on a lot of stuff that I think is really important for people to be aware of when they're sexually active. Uh, and also to think about, you know, maybe you're not sexually active right now, but think about all the partners you've had in the past that you were sexually active with and that that energy is still attached to you and potentially their DNA is in you, which is a very interesting um, and thought provoking thing to even think about. So uh, Your DNA is like the first blanket in a cheesy hotel now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, see, it is. It's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. Do <laughs> you think about it that way? And that wraps up the conversation for today. Yes, we can all thank Michael for leaving us on such an enlightening note. But these things are being studied and there are many articles out there that are discussing this. So uh, we thought we'd bring it to your attention. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. If you would like to leave us a rating or review, we would greatly appreciate it as that will set us apart from all the other spiritual podcasts and iTunes. But before we leave, remember, please send in your dreams to our email info at enlightenup.us because we have Jim coming back on and he is an excellent dream analyzer and he is going to analyze some of your dreams on the air and I think Michael even has a dream that he's going to share with us and we'll find out what that one was so that's coming up in a couple episodes so we do need your dreams in before October 15th that is the cutoff date right now so please get those dreams into us at our email and if you need any more information of course you know you can find us at our website www.enlightenup.us and please if you can follow us on all our social media and you will stay updated and possibly get little tidbits of insight that come in throughout the week so that's all for now everyone have a great week and we will catch you next time for episode 17